Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's my privilege to be with you this evening. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on Tuesday, March 15th, 2022, and some very exciting, potentially some very hopeful information in regards to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart and a consecration that may be forthcoming. More on that in a moment. But first, let us begin with part two, chapter two of the book Fatima, A Spiritual Light for Our Times. This is volume two by Father Carl Stellan of the Society of St. Pius X. And this is entitled The Spirit of Devotion to the Immaculate. Panavedra, 15th of February, 1926. In Panavedra, Our Lady opened her heart wide with an invitation for her beloved children to enter into it by way of a devotion that she herself has given us. This devotion is so important that heaven intervened to give both practical guidance and a deeper spiritual understanding of it. Two months after the apparition, on the 15th of February, 1926, the child Jesus appeared to the postulant Lucia, asking her, Have you revealed to the world what the Heavenly Mother asked you? My Jesus, you know what my confessor said to me in the letter I read you. He said that this vision had to be repeated. There had to be facts permitting us to believe it, and that the Mother Superior alone could not spread this devotion. It is true that the Mother Superior alone can do nothing, but with my grace she can do anything. It is enough that your confessor gives you permission, and that your superior announce this, for it to be believed by the people, even if they don't know to whom it was revealed. But my confessor said in his letter that this devotion already consists in the world, already exists in the world, because many souls receive you every first Saturday of the month in honor of Our Lady and the 15 mysteries of the Rosary. It is true, my daughter, that many souls begin, but few persevere to the very end, and those who persevere do it so as to receive the graces promised. The souls who make the first five Saturdays with fervor and to make reparation to the heart of your Heavenly Mother please me more than those who make fifteen but are lukewarm and indifferent. My Jesus, many souls find it difficult to confess on Saturday. Will you allow a confession within eight days to be valid? Yes, it can even be made later on, provided that the souls are in the state of grace when they receive me on the first Saturday, and that they had the intention of making reparation to the Sacred Heart of Mary. My Jesus, and those who forget to form this intention, they can form it at the next confession, taking advantage of their first opportunity to go to confession. Commentary This revelation of our Lord at Panavedra is much more important than it seems at first. It is not only practical guidance from heaven, but it is a solemn reminder from our Lord himself to focus on what is essential, the foundations or directives on which devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary must be established. Our Lord provides his first directive in his answer to the objection that Sister Lucia's superior did not have the power to propagate this devotion in the church. It is true that the Mother Superior alone can do nothing, but with my grace, she can do anything. The key words of this sentence are my grace, which means how to place ourselves always on the supernatural level. Fatima is a practical treatise 
on the doctrine of grace. It illustrates the triumph of grace over nature, of supernatural life over the purely natural life. The purpose is to open up immense graces of conversion and sanctification to the world by people fulfilling the requests of Our Lady. The promises of Fatima are so far beyond the reach of nature that only an absolute and blind confidence in God's grace can enable us to accept the message. In exchange for simple practices of devotion, our Lord offers enormous benefits, the conversion of Russia, the restoration of the Church, and the salvation of many souls. Since these results are so far out of proportion to our little actions, Fatima is asking for a clear resolve on our part to see life from a supernatural perspective, a perspective without which we are powerless and can do nothing. This complete trust in Almighty God's grace, coupled with blind and faithful observance of Our Lady's requests, can certainly bring tremendous results. Our Lord's second directive concerns perseverance and selfless disinterest. It is true, my daughter, that many souls begin, but few persevere to the very end, and those who persevere do it so as to receive the graces promised. Our Lord refers to two real disorders in the spiritual life, which often render many of our efforts impotent, so that what is begun with enthusiasm often ends in defeat. These two defects diminish the value and efficacy of our devotions. It is the failure to persevere and a personal selfishness which only looks for profit, which only performs the devotion in order to receive favors. It is easy to see how these two attitudes are closely related. If after some time we do not experience any noticeable benefits, we are inclined to abandon the devotion. Therefore, we must always be vigilant against such an attitude and purify our intentions. Frequent meditation on the immense love of the Immaculate Heart of Mary will lift our spiritual life from the heavy weight of human selfishness and help us accomplish her will firstly and most importantly as a personal and reciprocal act of love towards her, enliven with a pure desire for God's glory, for her honor and consolation, and to bring her bouquets of flowers, i.e. many souls, remembering the great generosity of Our Lady, shown through miracles and favors throughout history, can be a more than adequate motivation to believe with confidence that she is mighty and will fulfill her promises. When she pleases, and that she will certainly do it at the right time for us. The third directive of Our Lady regarding the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary aims to increase the quality of our devotion. The souls who make the five first Saturdays with fervor and to make reparation to the heart of your Heavenly Mother please me more than those who make 15 but are lukewarm and indifferent. All too often, our devotions betray an imperfect understanding of prayer, focusing mostly on the exterior words and number of times we have prayed. We focus on the ritual, the body of our prayers, and we neglect the soul, which is the essential part of prayer. Our Lord reminds us that all true prayer must come from the heart, and its value lies not in its length, but in our fervor and our purity of intention. We should always strive for a quality of prayer which is really pleasing to God. What pleases Him most? Two attitudes, fervor and spirit of reparation. Our Lord Himself teaches us through the spirit of reparation built into the message of Fatima how to grow in fervor and enrich our prayer. We must have a genuine sorrow to see the most beloved God so constantly offended, united with a desire to console Him. So let us always try to have that spirit of reparation, my friends. Let's ask God for the grace to purify our intentions and not go into it solely by saying, what can, 
the Blessed Mother do for me? What can Jesus do for me? What can St. Joseph do for me? They're doing things for us every moment of every day, always interceding for us, especially the Holy Family. But what more can we do for them? What more can we do to glorify the Sacred Heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? What more can we do to give hyperdulia to the most immaculate heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary? And what more can we do to give protodulia to the most chaste heart of St. Joseph? Let's love the Holy Family. Let's ask them for the grace to love them more. Let's model our families after the Holy Family. They are the perfect example. And going right along with this message of hopefully purifying our intentions by the Lord's grace and a spirit of reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Some rather intriguing news today out of the Vatican. This article was published at 101 Eastern Daylight Time this afternoon, as I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 15th, 2022, from LifeSite News, located at lifesitenews.com. The title is Pope Francis Will Consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on March 25th. Pope Francis will consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Vatican announced on Tuesday, following an appeal made by the Ukrainian Catholic bishops. In an announcement released March 15th, Matteo Bruni, the director of the Holy See Press Office, announced, On Friday, 25 March, during the celebration of penance, at which he will preside, at 5 o'clock in St. Peter's Basilica, Pope Francis will consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The same act on the same day will be carried out in Fatima by His Eminence, Cardinal Krajewski, Apostolic Almoner, as Envoy of the Holy Father. March 25th is the Feast of the Annunciation. No further details were provided about the consecration, but the message was repeated on the Pope's official Twitter account. LifeSite News has contacted the Holy See Press Office for further information. So this is profoundly uh, intriguing and profoundly exciting. Of course, it's not without controversy, as those of you who have been listening to this uh, podcast know the specific requests by the Blessed Mother Atui in 1929 was that the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart. If it's just the Pope and one other bishop or a few other bishops, that will certainly have an effect, but that's not specifically what the Blessed Mother asked for. They also cite a tweet here, the at Pontifex Twitter account, which is Pope Francis's Twitter account. It says, on Friday, 25 March, during the celebration of penance, at 1700 in St. Peter's Basilica, I assume that means 5 o'clock if they're using military time. I will consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Hashtag pray together, hashtag peace. The article continues. The news follows a heartfelt appeal made to the pontiff on March 2nd by the Latin Rite Catholic bishops in Ukraine who asked Pope Francis to consecrate Russia and Ukraine as requested by the Blessed Virgin in Fatima to bring an end to the current conflict. Their statement released on the morning of Ash Wednesday referenced the current conflict in Ukraine and called for the consecration to be done in the manner requested by Our Lady of Fatima in 1917, 
the letter reads, Holy Father, in these hours of immeasurable pain and terrible ordeal for our people, we, the bishops of the Episcopal Conference of Ukraine, our spokesman for the unceasing and heartfelt prayer supported by our priests and consecrated persons, which comes to us from all Christian people that your holiness will consecrate our motherland and Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Responding to this prayer, we humbly ask your holiness to publicly perform the act of consecration to the Sacred Heart of Mary of Ukraine and Russia as requested by the Blessed Virgin in Fatima. May the Mother of God, Queen of Peace, accept our, par- our prayer Regina Pacis or our Pronobis. Cardinal Krajewski, who will perform the consecration in Fatima on behalf of the Pope, has recently visited Ukraine as the papal envoy during the current crisis and spoke with the Ukrainian Catholic bishops. While in Lviv, Krajewski highlighted the power of prayer and faith to move mountains and to prevent the current conflict. In July 1917, Our Lady of Fatima gave the three visionaries this message, asking for the explicit consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart. To prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the Church. The good will be martyred, the Holy Father will have much to suffer, various nations will be annihilated, In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she shall be converted, and a period of peace will be granted to the world. Our Lady of Fatima repeated the request in 1929 when she appeared to Sister Lucia, saying, The moment has come in which God asked the Holy Father to make and to order that in union with him and at the same time, I'm really emphasizing these words here, All the bishops of the world make the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to convert it because of this day of prayer and worldwide reparation. Again, that key, reparation. What is our intention? To make reparation to the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary for the many sins and blasphemies against it. Controversy has reigned over the issue of the consecration of Russia, with some Catholics contending that it has taken place. My editorial note here, it certainly has not, not how she requested it. However, while Pope John Paul II made an entrustment slash consecration of the world, including Russia, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on March 25, 1984, he deliberately avoided making the explicit mention of Russia as Our Lady had requested. German Cardinal Paul Josef Cordes confirmed in 2017 that John Paul II held back from mentioning Russia explicitly because the Vatican diplomats had urgently asked him not to mention this country because otherwise political conflicts might perhaps arise. Again, my two cents. Where has that gotten us? All right. We have to listen explicitly to what the Blessed Mother is telling us to do and then do it. Popes, bishops, laity, everyone. We all have our part to play. The article continues, The late Father Gabriel Amorth, Chief former chief exorcist of Rome, had already noted how the consecration had not been performed as requested, saying a specific consecration has not yet been made. It remains to be seen if Pope Francis will make the consecration of Russia in union with the bishops of the world, as outlined by Our Lady in 1929. In light of the Vatican's announcement, Dr. Joseph Shaw, chairman of the Latin Mass Society UK, called for the bishops of the world to join the Holy Father in making the consecration as Our Lady of Fatima had asked. 
And there's a tweet from Dr. Shaw that says, perhaps the bishops of the world would like to unite their prayers with those of the Holy Father on this occasion. Well, let's certainly hope so. Matt Gaspers, managing editor of the Catholic Family News, echoed this, noting that the consecration must be done in unison with the bishops of the world and involve worldwide reparation. Um, his Twitter account is at Matt Gaspers, and Mr. Gaspers said, Dear at Pontifex, I beg you to please follow Our Lady's specific instructions and order all the bishops of the world to make the consecration of Russia together with you at the same time. And he cites the June 13, 1929 apparition at Tui, in which Our Lady specifically asked for the consecration of Russia by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world. The article then goes on to say, over recent years, a growing number of Catholics and high-ranking prelates have been asking Pope Francis to perform the consecration. In 2017, the 100th anniversary of the year in which Our Lady called for the consecration to be made, Cardinal Raymond Burke made a number of public addresses calling for the consecration. It is evident that the consecration of Russia was not carried out in the manner requested by Our Lady, he added in October 2017, recognizing the necessity of a total conversion from atheistic materialism and communism to Christ, the call of Our Lady of Fatima to consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart in accord with her explicit instruction remains urgent. The Cardinal doubled down in 2020, linking the global crisis caused through response to COVID-19 to the consecration not having taken place. The consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is more needed today than ever, he said. When we witness how the evil of atheistic materialism, which has its roots in Russia, directs in a radical way the government of the People's Republic of China, we recognize that the great evil of communism must be healed at its roots through the consecration of Russia, as Our Lady has directed Cardinal Burke continued. Well, I'm no fan of the, the Chinese Communist Party, but let's not just pick on the government of one country, okay? There's North Korea... There's South Korea, there's China, there's Japan, there's Cuba, there's the United States of America, there's Canada, there's Mexico, there's Ireland. Every country in the world has been complicit in this so-called pandemic nonsense over the past two years. Virtually every president and prime minister on earth has behaved like a fascist dictator over the past two years. There is plenty of blame to go around, and there is plenty of reparation to be made. Our Lady said that Russia would spread her errors, and she has. Think of the silencing of political dissent that's taking place in Canada and the United States of America. Most of my listeners are from the United States of America, Canada, Ireland. Political dissent has been absolutely crushed in these nations. Absolutely crushed. And supposedly, what were bastions of freedom? Well, I guess not so much, huh? Not so much. Because Russia has indeed spread her errors. The solution is the perfect woman, the immaculate conception. The solution which we have been given is our gracious, our perfect, our immaculate mother and the consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world. Let us pray to God 
with everything we have. And this is the season of Lent. Let's prayer, let's pray, let's fast, let's do whatever we can. Ask God to purify our intentions so that this consecration can finally be done. That we all, because we're all sinners, that we all make reparation to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart, that we all have that purity of intention that Father Stellan was talking about in this evening's chapter that I was reading from his book. And hopefully, if God wills it, this proper consecration to the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world will take place. She asked for Russia specifically by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world. Let us conclude by imploring the intercession of Our Lady and honoring her and also asking for St. Joseph's intercession and to honor him as well. Oremos. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena. Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. The Prayer of St. Louis de Montfort Hail, Joseph the Just, wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, Pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis, in nomine patris et filii et spiritus sancti. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to episode 129 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Once again, my name is Terence M. Stanton. It's a pleasure to be with you. Let's pray. Pray very hard that this consecration gets done properly. Please share the Our Lady of Fatima podcast with everyone you know in light of what's going on in the world. I'm sure more and more people want to hear the message of Our Lady of Fatima. And please tell your family and friends how much our Lord Jesus Christ loves them. Goodbye, and God love you.